Chapter 32, SF9, Secrets Uncovered Young Yoon arrived back at the mansion earlier than usual and went to look for Sankyuk. He found him in bed, disheveled and completely lost. Young Yoon couldn't help but look away to hide his smile. He cleared his throat and went over to Sankyuk's side. Young Yoon. Young, are you all right? Sankyuk looked up at Young Yoon with watery eyes and shook his head. Sankyuk. No. How can I be okay? How can I be okay? Hyung, Hyung hasn't even answered my calls. What, what am I supposed to do? Youngkyun, I'm sorry, Hyung, but you can't just stay here. We're falling apart. Sankyuk, uh, what about the others? Where are the kids? So cool. Youngkyun, I think that we're the only ones at home. Sankyuk, oh, wait, where's... Suddenly, Sankyuk's phone rang, and he quickly answered. Sankyuk, hello? His face grew serious, and Youngkyun sat on the edge of the bed to try and listen in to what they were saying. But before he could, Sankyuk told them to come back and got up and began pacing back and forth like he usually did when he was anxious. Youngkyun, Hyung, what is it? Sankyuk, let's call a meeting. With that, Sankyuk left. Youngkyun's jaw clenched as he watched him walk out. Meanwhile, after Sokwu left the cafe, he headed towards the mansion to get his things and leave. Sokwu didn't like useless arguments and only liked to spend his time leisurely. He figured if anyone was left standing, it wouldn't be Sankyuk. He didn't care about the family issues between Huta and Kyungnim. He needed to find out where he would go afterward. He arrived and noticed no one was home. He suddenly stopped halfway to his room and torched. Suddenly, Sankyuk's phone rang and he quickly answered. Sankyuk, hello? His face grew serious and Youngkyun sat on the edge of the bed to try to listen to what they were saying. But before he could, Sankyuk told him to come back. Suddenly, Sankyuk's phone rang and he quickly answered. Sankyuk, hello? His face grew serious and Youngkyun sat on the edge of the bed to try to listen to what they were saying. But before he could, Sankyuk told him to come back and got up and began pacing back and forth like he usually did when he was anxious. Youngkyun, Hyung, what is it? Sankyuk, let's call a meeting. With that, Sankyuk left. Youngkyun's jaw clenched as he watched him walk out. Meanwhile, after Sokul left the cafe, he headed towards the mansion to get his things and leave. Sokul didn't like useless arguments and only liked to spend his time leisurely. He figured if anyone was left standing, it wouldn't be Sankyuk. He didn't care about the family issues between Huta and Kyungnim. He needed to find out where he would go afterward. He arrived and noticed no one was home. He suddenly stopped halfway to his room and turned towards the main part of the mansion. Sokul, why am I curious? Again, against his usual behavior, he walked towards Zuho's office. He noticed the locked drawers and put his hands in his pockets as he tried to force himself to leave. As he reached the door, he sighed and turned back. He crouched down and picked the lock to open the drawers. As he opened the first drawer, he saw a missing person's poster and recognized the picture. Sokul, what does she have to do with Zuho? He read over the details but couldn't be sure of his suspicions. He noticed the file hidden at the bottom. He took it out and realized it was a police report related to the missing child. Sokul was last seen with older brother Zuho. So Sokul closed his eyes and inhaled deeply before slowly exhaling. He put everything as he found it and walked out to begin packing. Insung and Jaeyun had exhausted their search in the abandoned zones and decided to rest for a while before coming up with a new plan. Insung went to buy some snacks as Jaeyun waited outside. Insung, we should have a picnic before the weather gets colder. 
Jayun. Good idea. There's a park nearby. Insung. Perfect. Let's go. They headed over to the park and looked at the map again, discussing what to do as they ate. After they came up with a new search location, they decided to head out before nightfall. As they were gathering their things, they spotted what looked like Taekyun's car. Jayun. Hyung. Isn't that Taekyun's car? Insung hadn't been paying attention, but turned to look towards where Jayun was pointing. Insung. Oh? It does look like it. What is he doing here? They stopped and decided to go say hi when they saw him and Minho get out of the car. But as they walked a bit closer, they saw them get into another car. As the passenger raised his window, they recognized him as Taeyang. Jayun. Taeyang? What? Insung. That is Taeyang. I had recognized that dead stare anywhere. Jayun. But what's going on? Why are they together? Do you think Sankyuk knows Huta found him? Intong. Obviously not. He wouldn't. Jayun. But what's going on? Why are they together? Do you think Sankyuk knows Huta found him? Intong. Obviously not. He would have called us back. Let's call him right now. Insung took out his phone and dialed Sankyuk hurriedly. Jayun kept looking toward Taeyang, wondering if he was really captured. Insung, Sankyuk, you haven't talked to Huta Hyung, have you? We just saw Taekyun and Minho meet with Taeyang. Insung agreed to something and hung up. Jayun, what do we do? Insung, Sankyuk wants us to go back and have a meeting. Jayun, oh, all right. Insung looked over at the car where they were and took a quick picture before leaving. They headed back to the mansion, taking a ride on the bus as they were tired of walking. Jayun's anxiety was reaching its peak and it was getting harder to hide it. Insung noticed and grabbed his hands. Insung, it's okay, Jayun. We'll be okay. Jayun nodded, but for the first time, Insung had failed to calm him down and make him feel safe. They got as close to the mansion as they could and walked the rest of the way. Before going in, Insung stopped Jayun and looked at him seriously. Insung, Jayuna, it's not too late for you to turn back. You can be free if you leave right now and don't look back. Jayun looked at him and shook his head. Jayun, no matter how many times you say it, my answer will always be the same. Insung, all right, then let's go in. They nodded at each other and entered. Channing was driving around just trying to kill time. Suddenly he got a call from Sankyuk telling him to go back right away. Channing hung up and drove back to the mansion. As he pulled into the garage, he felt something wasn't right. He shook it off and went inside to see why Sankyuk had sounded so flustered. As he entered the living room, he noticed Sokul and Youngbin weren't there, but he figured they were busy with the money. He sat down on the couch and waited for Sankyuk to explain. Sankyuk paced back and forth and a few times before snapping out of it. Chani was driving around just trying to kill time. Suddenly he got a call from Sankyuk telling him to go back right away. Chani hung up and drove back to the mansion. As he pulled into the garage, he felt something wasn't right. He shook it off and went inside to see why Sankyuk had sounded so flustered. As he entered the living room, he noticed Sokul and Youngbin weren't there, but he figured they were busy with the money. He sat down on the couch and waited for Sankyuk to explain. Sankyuk paced back and forth a few times before snapping out of it. Sankyuk. Insung, say it. Insung sat up straight and stuttered for a few seconds before gathering himself. Insung. Uh, oh, yes. <clears throat> Jaehyun and I were taking a break at the park and we saw Taekyun and Minho get into a car with Taeyang. Youngkyun, who was driving? Jaehyun, we couldn't see the driver from where we were standing. Youngkyun, what happened? Insung, nothing. 
They stayed there talking, I guess. That's when we called Sanghyuk. Younghyun looked over at Sanghyuk, angry. It was the first time anyone had ever seen him lose his temper. Younghyun had always been calm and collected when under stress and a jokester when he was happy. But only one person was aware of this side of him. Younghyun. Why would you call them to come back here? They should have followed them. Sanghyuk looked at him in shock. Insung. Nothing. They stayed there talking, I guess. That's when we called Sanghyuk. Younghyun looked over at Sanghyuk angry. It was the first time anyone had ever seen him lose his temper. Younghyun had always been calm and collected when under stress and a jokester when he was happy. But only one person was aware of this side of him. Younghyun. Why would you call them to come back here? They should have followed them. Sanghyuk looked at him shocked before growing angry and yelling back. Sanghyuk. Why? We already know Huta found him. Younghyun. Which is why we need to catch him. You think he'd be keeping him at his mansion? Don't be so naive. Sanghyuk. Where else? Younghyun. That's why we should have followed them instead of wasting time here. Fuck! Sanghyuk was already about to burst and got in Younghyun's face. Sanghyuk. Everyone's ass is on the line now. But remember who's still in charge of this house. If you don't like it, you know where the door is. They glared at each other without saying a word. The first one to calm down was Younghyun. Younghyun. Then, what do we do now? Sanghyuk. Go use your persuasion. Younghyun bowed his head and Sanghyuk left the room. Everyone stayed quietly still until Younghyun also left the room. Insung and Jaehyun left right after and headed towards their room. Chani stayed there a moment before decided he couldn't wait any longer. He headed for Zuho's office to look through his desk. He noticed a paper sticking out on the top drawer and pulled it out. He saw a missing persons poster and tossed it aside. He opened the drawer and looked through all the files, trying to find one that was most important to him. He looked through all the files but couldn't find the one he was looking for. Chani. Lying bastard. Sankyuk was already about to burst and got in Yonkin's face. Sankyuk. Everyone's ass is on the line now, but remember who's still in charge of this house. If you don't like it, you know where the door is. They glared at each other without saying a word. The first one to calm down was Yonkin. Yonkin. <clears throat> then, what do we do now? Sankyuk. Go use your persuasion. Yonkyun bowed his head and Sankyuk left the room. Everyone stayed quietly still until Yonkyun also left the room. Insung and Jaehyun left right after and headed towards their bedroom. Chani stayed there a moment before deciding he couldn't wait any longer. He headed for Zuho's office to look through his desk. He noticed a paper sticking out of the top drawer and pulled it out. He saw a missing persons poster and tossed it aside. He opened the drawer and looked through all the files, trying to find the one that was most important to him. He looked through all the files but couldn't find the one he was looking for. Chani. Lying bastard. He was about to leave when he looked back at the desk. He hadn't noticed it, even though he had been sitting right in front of it. He sat back down and pulled out the small keyboard table. Chani. Why wouldn't he use this for his keyboard? If he hadn't looked back, he wouldn't have noticed it, so he assumed Zuho had been counting on it, being well hidden. Chani pulled it all the way out and noticed a keyhole at the very top. He picked the lock and removed the lid to find more hidden files with all their names on them. Chani. What the hell is this? He looked at the file and only saw minor charges as he was just a getaway driver. Then he looked at Youngbin's and didn't see any charges against him, but noticed something else instead. There was a statement he had made to the police when their parents died. Chani recalled that nightmare as he looked through the file. 
Flashback. Chani's point of view. I was awaiting at a... Flashback. Chani's point of view. I was waiting at a convenience... Flashback. Chani's point of view. I was waiting at a convenience store near my school after narrowly escaping trouble again. I had called my brother to pick me up, but he didn't answer. Me. Oh, if I call mom, she'll be worried. I should just take the bus home. As I stood up, my phone began to ring, and I had hoped it was Youngbin, but it was my mother calling. I hesitantly answered her call. Me. Yes, mom? Mom. Chani, is everything okay? Me. Of course. I was just about to take the bus home. Mom. Nonsense. We've hardly seen each other these past few days. I'm on my way over. Me. Uh, it's okay. Don't worry about me. Mom. How can I not? You're my baby. Me. Ah, oh, Mom, don't be cheesy. Mom. All right, I'm sorry. Where are you right now? Me. I'm at the convenience store by the school. Mom. All right, I'll be there soon. Stay there. I waited for her outside, but when she got there, she was obviously flustered and rushed me to get inside the car. Me. Mom, what? what's wrong? What happened? Mom. I... Uh, I don't know. Your your father just called and he sounded... I don't know. Let's just go find him. I felt like my heart was going to explode. My father worked as a construction worker and had recently been scouted to work on a special project that he hadn't told us about. My mother was a secretary for the old company, so they had worked together for a long time, but not even she knew any of the details regarding that project. We rushed to the site my father was working at, but didn't see anyone. My mother tried calling him again, but he didn't answer. She told me to wait in the car and rushed to go look for him. I anxiously looked around, but I was unable to see anything. Suddenly, I heard yelling and jumped out of the car. I heard my mother calling out for me and rushed to where she was. I saw her trying to carry my father, who was bleeding profusely. I grabbed his other arm and put it around my neck as we rushed back to the car. I placed my father in the front seat and put the seatbelt on him as my mother got in back in the driver's seat. I got into the back and we rushed towards the hospital, but on the way over, we were suddenly hit by a van. Our car was pushed into a pole that fell over and crushed my mother. Everything was blurry and hazy, but all I heard was silence. Later, I found out that my mother died instantly, and my father bled out waiting for help to arrive. I suffered from cuts, bruises, and a concussion, but my brother never showed up. I was getting discharged a few days later when he finally showed up, and but I was already angry with him. I felt like my heart was going to explode. My father worked as a construction worker and had recently been scouted to work on a special project that he hadn't told us about. My mother was a secretary for the old company, so they had worked together for a long time, but not even she knew any of the details, just... I felt my heart was going to my... I felt my heart... I felt like my heart was going to explode. My father worked as a construction worker and had recently been scouted to work on a special project that he hadn't told us about. My mother was a secretary for the old company, so they had worked together for a long time, but not even she knew any of the details regarding the project. We rushed to the site my father was working at, but didn't see anyone. My mother tried calling him again, but he didn't answer. She told me to wait in the car and rushed out to look for him. I actually looked around, but I was unable to see anything. Suddenly, I heard yelling, and I jumped out of the car. I heard my mother calling out for me and rushed to where she was. I saw her trying to carry my father, who was bleeding profusely. I grabbed his other arm and put it around my neck, and we rushed back to the car. 
I placed my father in the front seat and put the seatbelt on him as my mother got back in the driver's seat. I got into the back and we rushed towards the hospital. But on the way over, we were suddenly hit by a van. Our car was pushed into a pole that fell over and crushed my mother. Everything was blurry and hazy, but all I heard was silence. Later, I found out my mother died instantly and my father bled out waiting for help to arrive. I suffered from cuts, bruises, and a concussion, but my brother never showed up. I was getting discharged a few days later when he finally showed up, but I was already angry with him. I hated him for not being there for me when I needed him, and I blamed him for their death. If he had gone to pick me up, my mother would have made it on time to save my father, and they could have both survived. But he was all I had left, and even though everyone always said we both resembled our father, Youngbin's smile resembled our mother's. But after that day, Youngbin never smiled again. He wanted to keep living in the apartment, but I didn't want to anymore. Youngbin dropped out of college and got several part-time jobs and found us a cheap apartment close to my school. Some kids kept harassing me for becoming an orphan and no longer having money. I was able to ignore them for the most part, but I guess they finally reached their limit. They jumped me after school on my way home. I defended myself as best I could, but when I suddenly heard someone jump in, I turned around to see Youngkyun fighting them off. We had been close before my parents died, but I had pushed him away afterward. We heard sirens approaching, and he told me to make a run for it. I hesitated until he pushed me, snapping out of it. I went back home and attended to my wounds. The next day, Youngkyun wasn't at school, and after a few days, I heard he was being charged with assault. My attackers, of course, had flipped the story, making themselves look innocent. One day after school, I was approached by Youngkyun. Me. What? What are you doing here? I thought... Youngkyun. Someone actually came to help me. Me. I'm sorry. I should have... Youngkyun. If you're really sorry, then why don't you join me? Me. Huh? What do you mean? Youngkyun. Don't you want to know why they died? We can help you. Me. Who? Youngkyun. SK leaders. Me. Huh? Why would they help? Youngkyun. Then, will you keep trusting the police? Hmm? I thought it over for a moment. Me. Can I give you my answer tomorrow? Youngkyun smiled and thought for a moment before turning back to me and nodding. That night, I waited up for Youngbin to come home. He only had a few hours to sleep in between jobs, so it was the only time I could talk to him. I heard the door open and quickly woke up from my daze. I stood up and ended up scaring him. Youngbin. Chani, why are you awake? Is something wrong? Are you okay? Me. Hyung. Let's join the SK leaders. His eyes grew wide and he opened his mouth to speak but hesitated. He couldn't look me in the eye and turned to leave. Me. Hyung. Youngbin stopped inside but without turning back replied. Youngbin. It's late. You should go to bed. He went into the room we shared but I grew angry again, feeling insignificant. Me. He didn't even give me a chance to talk. Why should I follow him? I slept on the couch, and the next day after school, I met up with Youngkyun. Youngkyun. So? What's your answer? Me. I'll... Suddenly, I felt someone yank my arm. I turned to see Youngbin dragging me away. Me. What are you doing? Youngbin. I don't want you to do something you'll regret. Me. What about you? I yanked my arm away, and he turned to me, surprised. I could no longer hold back my thoughts and confronted him. Me. Do you ever regret not answering my call? Do you regret abandoning us for college? You won't even talk about them. Don't you feel sorry at all that we don't have parents? 
Young Ben's eyes teared up and he looked away, still not saying a word for a few seconds. He cleared his throat and looked up. Young Ben, do you really want to join? His voice was soft and he sounded exhausted, but I didn't care. I nodded and he did too. But after joining, no one helped us find out the truth and Young Ben seemed to not care and I just grew more resentment towards him. End flashback. But now, reading his transcribed interview, things were clear. He had been questioned at the station after he himself had been discharged from the hospital. Statement. Young Ben's point of view. I was in the middle of class when I got a call, so I excused myself. I didn't get to answer, but I saw it was from my father. He knew my schedule, so he wouldn't call me during class unless it was an emergency. I was about to call him back when Chani suddenly called. My father's call came first, so I ignored Chani's and called my father first. He was frantic and asked me to go pick him up. I grew worried and rushed out. I got on my motorcycle and raced over there when I got into an accident. I knew it was my fault for being in a rush. I should have been more careful. I couldn't save my parents from the accident, nor Chani from being there when he should have been at home, safe. Statement. Young Ben's point of view. I was in the middle of class when I got a call, so I excused myself. I didn't get to answer, but I saw it was from my father. He knew my schedule, so he wouldn't call me during class unless it was an Statement. Young Ben's point of view. I was in the middle of class when I got a call, so I excused myself. I didn't get to answer, but I saw it was from my father. He knew my schedule, so he wouldn't call me during class unless it was an emergency. I was about to call him back when Chani's... Statement. Young Ben's point of view. I was in the middle of class when I got a call, so I excused myself. I didn't get to answer, but I saw it was from my father. He knew my schedule, so he wouldn't call me during class unless it was an emergency. Statement. Young Ben's point of view. I was in the middle of class when I got a call, so I excused myself. I didn't get to answer, but I saw it was from my father. He knew my schedule, so he wouldn't call me during class unless it was an emergency. I was about to call him back when Chani suddenly called. My father's call came first, so I ignored Chani's and called him. He was frantic and asked me to go pick him up. I grew worried and rushed out. I got on my motorcycle and raced over there when I got into an accident. I knew it was my fault for being in a rush. I should have been more careful. I couldn't save my parents from the accident, nor Chani from being there when he should have been at home, safe. He was there and saw everything, and I don't know how to take that trauma away. It's all my fault. He felt his art He felt his heart ache for him. He had been carrying all that guilt and he had He felt his heart ache for him. He had been carrying all that guilt and he only added to that burden. Chani. But why did he never say anything? Kong. Chani grabbed their files and headed back to their room. However, when he got there, Youngbin wasn't in the room. Chani. Where is he? He put the files in his backpack and went to look for him. After searching the whole mansion, he was certain that Youngbin wasn't there. Youngbin was never tasked with leaving the mansion, so he wasn't sure why he wouldn't be there. Chani. Did he actually go looking for Taeyang on his own? He got out his phone and tried calling him. The phone kept ringing, but no one answered. Chani tried again as he looked around the room. Suddenly, something caught his attention. He ended the call and slowly walked toward the other end of the room. He dialed Youngbin's number again and saw how a light appeared outside in the garden. Chani's heart raced and he ended the call again and saw the light disappear in the darkness. Chani. 
Young. He ran outside and fell to his knees in front of the phone. He picked it up and saw it was indeed Young Bin's phone. Chani clenched his fists and teeth as he held in a scream. He wanted to cry so badly, but instead he stood up and went inside. He stood outside of Young Kyun's door for a moment, just trying to restrain himself. He was about to knock when he heard Young Kyun laughing. For some reason, that just enraged Chani. He kicked open the door and walked over to Young Kyun, who was laying in bed. Young Kyun jumped up and Chani reached for his collar. Chani, where's my brother? Young Kyun smirked but acted innocent. Young Kyun, what do you mean? Isn't he here? Chani couldn't hold back any longer and punched Young Kyun before throwing him against the wall. Young Kyun fell to the ground but quickly got up and rushed at Chani, knocking over a lamp and pinning him against the wall. Chani, cut the bullshit and tell me what you did to him. Young Kyun, no, you cut the bullshit. Since when have you ever cared about him? Don't you blame him for your parents' death? Chani pushed him off and punched him again, then jumped on top of him. Chani kept punching at him, but Young Kyun managed to block the hits from his face. Suddenly they heard voices as the others came in. Sankyo, what the hell are you two doing? Young Kyun took the chance to get Chani off of him as Jayun rushed over to his side. Chani was out of breath and shaking from the rush of adrenaline from all the anger he felt. Chani, Youngbin is missing. This son of a bitch knows something. Jayun quickly turned to face him with a worried expression. Youngkyun, so he says. Jayun, really? Sankyu, what the hell are you talking about? Youngbin? They all spoke over each other at the same time, which only frustrated Chani even more. Jayun stood up and went over to Chani. Jayun, is he really missing? Chani looked at him briefly before nodding and turning back to face Youngkyun. Chani, yes, he's really missing. Sankyu, how do you know? Insul. What if he went out to look for Taeyang too? Chani, who was the last to see him? Jayun, well, we haven't been home for a few days, so it's been a while. Yongkyun, after the last meeting, we were supposed to leave together, but he stayed behind. Sokul, I haven't seen him since the last meeting either. They hadn't noticed when he arrived, so they all turned to look at him surprised. Chani, me too. I haven't seen him since the last meeting. Sankyuk, I gave him a gun and told him to start practicing. Sokul. Interesting. You were also the last one to see Suho before he died. Sankyuk. Hey, what are you trying to say? Sokul. Just... Sankyuk. I gave him a gun and told him to start practicing. Sokul. Interesting. You were also the last one to see Zuho before he died. Sankyuk. Hey, what are you trying to say? Sokul just smirked and looked away as he leaned against the wall. Chani. He wasn't here for today's meeting. No one else noticed? Youngkyun. Like In Sung-kyung said, he probably just went out to look for Taeyang or practice like Sung-kyung said. Chani shoved his hand in his pocket and took out Youngbin's phone and waved it around for everyone else to see. His gaze rested once again on Youngkyun. Chani. Without his phone? Youngkyun. He could have forgotten it or dropped it by accident. Chani. Youngbin isn't the type to be violent. He rarely ever left the house. And he wouldn't forget his phone. He wouldn't leave behind the only way to communicate with me. Jayun, that's true. Even if Chani ignored him, Youngbin would never leave him behind. Insong, then maybe he was taken. Everyone looked at each other and Sankyu grew frustrated. He scratched the back of his head, then punched the wall while cursing. Sokul walked away without saying anything, but came back out of his room with his bags packed. Sankyuk noticed and tried to stop him. Sankyuk, where are you going? 
Soku. I told you. I have no reason to stay here. The gig is up. Soon there will be no SF9. Soku walked off without another word and Sankyo clutched his fist and turned back to the others that had spilled out into the hall. Sankyo. If Huta has Taeyang, then he may also have Youngbin. Tomorrow, Youngkun, you'll go and check to see what he's hiding from us. As of now, we're on our own. We will no longer follow Huta. They are now our enemy. Understood? Jaehyun. That's true. Even if Chani ignored him, Youngbin would never leave him behind. Insung. Then maybe he was taken. Everyone looked at each other and Sankyo grew frustrated. He scratched the back of his head then punched the wall while cursing. Sokul walked away without saying anything, but came back out with bags packed. Jaehyun. That's true. Even if Chani ignored him, Youngbin would never leave him behind. Insung. Then maybe he was taken. Everyone looked at each other and Sankyo grew frustrated. He scratched the back of his head, then punched the wall while cursing. Soku walked away without saying anything, but came back out of his room with all his bags packed. Sankyuk noticed and tried to stop him. Sankyuk, where are you going? Soku, I told you, I have no reason to stay here. The gig is up. Soon there will be no SF9. Soku walked off without another word, and Sankyuk clenched his fists and turned back to the others that had spilled out into the hall. Sankyuk. If Huta has Taeyang, then he may also have Youngbin. Tomorrow, Youngkyun, you'll go check to see what he's hiding from us. As of now, we are on our own. We will no longer follow Huta. They are now our enemy. Understood? Everyone stayed quiet and Sankyuk just walked away as the others looked at each other. Chani wanted to leave too, but needed to keep an eye on Youngkyun. Chani, no matter what happens to SF9, I will kill you, Youngkyun. Count on it.